twenty. Well, it's time for today's AM Minnesota program. Farm Fest is coming up next week already. Boy, where is the summer going? Next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at the Gilfillan Estate near Redwood Falls. And Nikki Jones is a marketing director for Farm Fest. And so, Nikki, I assume everything is pretty well set to go for next week. Yes, we're in a great spot. We're we're definitely getting ready, and um, I th- we'll, we're excited to get started. Well, I'm going to take at least at this point credit for the weather. As hot as it is this week, next week, the long-range forecast, not that you can believe everything you hear on the radio, but it's talking about low to middle 80s next week. How about that? That's so great. That's what we love to hear because, uh, you know, last year we had one really hot day and that was, um, you know, people kind of left a little bit early because it was it was really warm. So we're excited to have good weather this week. I know I talked to someone who was a show manager and he said that's why, especially an outdoor farm show, you have three days. And because many times you're going to lose one day because of something, whether it's, you know, too hot or rain or something. You could see that last year, two really big, busy days. And the one really hot day was kind of quiet. Farmers were looking at the forecast. They said, well, hot today, nicer tomorrow. And they adjusted their schedules. Well, you know, if anybody knows how to do that well, it's a farmer. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on at FarmFest. I assume all the traditional exhibitors plus maybe a mix of of some new ones because there's always something new to talk about in agriculture. Absolutely. We have a bunch of returning exhibitors and a whole bunch of new ones, too. We're uh, Our exhibitor numbers are up this year and... We're uh, excited to see all the new stuff that um, everyone brings, including the returning exhibitors, because like you said, things do change and they always like to bring their uh, top of the line technology that has, you know, changed over the years. So we're excited for it. What's so nice about FarmFest is that huge area so you can bring really big stuff or if you have little stuff, then there's all sorts of, of tents and indoor space that you can have. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we have outdoor booths, you know, lots for all of the large equipment and and larger tent setups. And then we've got, uh, you know, the smaller indoor tents as well. Plus, we've got a networking lounge, which is under a tent. And you can get a a beverage and sit and listen to some live music and get out of the sunshine that way, too. That's fairly new, isn't it? Yeah, this will only be our second year, but we've got a lineup of uh, live music going on in there. And then also Wednesday, we've got um, the Minnesota Ag Teacher from TikTok is going to be there talking to people. He's got 250,000 followers, so I think he's going to have a, a fun time getting to know some of his uh, some of his followers on on social media. So that'll be that'll be great. And yeah, this is just the second year that we've done it, and you know we're looking forward to just providing some. The Fest from Farm Fest, uh, just a place for people to relax. Well, that's the key of to always trying new things. And if it's something that uh, people like, then you keep doing it. Yeah, that's what we thought. 
the ride and drive demonstrations, that's still back again this year too, isn't it, Nikki? You know what? It is, and we have um, three of them this year. Ooh. We've got one from Ziegler Ag Equipment, and they've got about 106,000 square feet of space with uh, varying sizes of tractors that people can come out and uh, drive and see how they handle. Um, we've also got back for a second year is Can-Am. They put together uh, fun tracks for their ATVs and UTVs uh, to that people can uh, sit in and drive around. And then new this year, we've got a Polaris coming. They're going to be close to gate one there on the south side of the show. And uh, they're going to have their uh, equipment there to drive too. So lots of fun opportunities to get in the driver's seat. And there again, a lot of those ride and drive demonstrations are actually outside of of uh, Farm Fest, but you got all that space there in addition to a great big parking lot that's free. Yeah, we have had some of those uh, demonstrations outside the gates in the past. Uh, this year we've got them inside the oh, gates, mm-hmm. but in some open area um, where it's, it's, it'll be real easy to come in and, and take advantage of that. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited to have Can-Am and Polaris and Ziggler with us this year. It really is fun. uh Working with FarmFist, isn't it, Nikki, when you've got so many progressive businesses that want to be there and participate in a great outdoor and a little bit of an indoor farm show? Yes. We have um, something around 450, close to 500 exhibitors that are there with us that bring, you know, the the best equipment, their products and services, and it's it's really a place for farmers to have the resources that they need to get their job done on the farm. So if you're looking for something new or you're looking just for information or looking to research a new product, FarmFest is the place to do it. You can talk to the experts and um, we just are so fortunate to be able to work with so many great exhibitors. And I really like it too that some of the short line equipments are there, some of the larger ones are smaller ones. And then a lot of smaller independent companies that many times it's where some of the really innovative new ideas start. Absolutely. Yeah. We, um, and like I said, we, we're seeing a bunch of new exhibitors this year that, um, we're excited to, to have at the show. And, you know, if you are someone, you know, that goes to Farm Fest every year, there's always something new to see. And I think we, we're bringing that for sure this year. A new addition, not sure, is it two or three years, but the special women's program was another great addition that turned out to be a great idea. Our uh, Women in Ag event is Thursday morning at 1045, and uh, we are, this is actually our fourth year doing this. Our first year, we did it online when we couldn't have Farm Fest in person because of the pandemic, but this will be our fourth year, and we have uh, a keynote address for the Women in Ag event with uh, Doris Mould. She's the co-CEO of Annie's Project and the president of Sunrise Agricultural Associates. And she's going to be talking about um, the challenges and opportunities and why it's important for more women to step out and take their place in ag. But also, we've got our five finalists for the Farm Fest Woman Farmer of the Year Award. Uh, we're excited to to honor them and talk a little bit about their contributions to ag. And then one of them will be named our winner. And do you have those five names in front of you, Nikki, or is it a secret? No, Kim, the the winner is a secret, but the five will we all know about, right? That is correct. We have um, Debbie Morrison and Carrie Olson, 
Rochelle Cranky, Alma Kubat, and Rachel Gray. So those are our five uh, finalists. So if anyone out there listening knows them, make sure to congratulate them. And you can uh, read a little bit more about them on our website, too, if you want to. Yep, uh, you'll cut me some slack that I pull for the local gal. Uh, that's permitted. Close to Faribo from Moatan, I believe. But uh, this has just been such a, a great addition to Farm Fest. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, did you say Alma? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, She um, she's great. Uh, yes, How? you can pull for whomever you'd like. The winner's <laughs> already been chosen, but you can pull for whomever you'd like. I can keep a secret, Nikki. Uh, I don't know. The laugh said everything there. So how does, uh, is it a nomination process or how does someone end up as one of the finalists for Women in Ag Award at Farm Fest, Nikki? Yeah, uh, it is a nomination process. We start in about March uh, every year and the nominations are open a couple of months and you can um, go on our website and fill out the form and answer the questions and tell really great stories about your nominee uh, contributions to ag and then we have a panel of judges who reviews anonymously each of the entries and uh, they submit scores and uh, that's kind of how it works so um, usually about from march to may every year you can take a look at our website and find a way to uh, enter someone you know or yourself well, Nikki, we have to take a quick break for the markets when we come back. Uh, we want to talk uh, at length about all the forums that will be going on in the WIC forum building. And by the way, going to a, a permanent structure rather than a great big tent was also a nice addition to Farm Fest. That's been a few years ago now, hasn't it? Yes, I want to say we're going on close to 10 years oh, now geez. for that. But yes, it was. It, it works out really nice for our sessions. Boy, it doesn't seem like that long, but time flies, I guess. Well, Nikki, stand by. We have to check out the markets and we'll continue with today's AM Minnesota program. Friday mornings, soybeans and corn are lower. Cattle and hogs are uh, cattle are mostly higher and hogs are up. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With Stein, growers have access to decades of knowledge from the experts who will ensure you get the yield benefits their products can bring. Stein, dedicated to yield, committed to you. Soybeans are sharply lower. There's been rain in parts of the region over the past few days, and temperatures could moderate in some areas soon. China, Mexico, and Unknown all bought new crop U.S. soybeans this morning. The, uh, the announced total for the week to date is about 1.8 million tons of new crop sales. August beans are 33 and a half lower at 14.98 and a half. September's down 20 and a quarter at 14.33 and a quarter. Corn's lower watching the weather and the potential for a less stressful pattern, but parts of the corn belt are still hot and dry. USDA's next round of yield and production estimates is out August 11th. September corn's down nine at 5.24 and a quarter. December's nine lower at 5.33 and a quarter. And wheat's lower with no fresh news out of the Black Sea region and the impact of the war on Ukraine's export capabilities. September Chicago's 18 and three quarters lower at 694. Cotton and rice futures are both mixed, watching the weather and waiting for updated outlooks. December cotton's 53 higher at 84.91. March is up 55 at 85.12. September rice is down 14 at 15.65. November's 13 and a half lower at 15.83 and a half. Live cattle are mostly higher ahead of this week's direct business. Asking prices are at 180 to 182 live. We have not really seen anything yet this week. August lives up 17 at 178.22. October's five higher at 179.55. 
With the slower move in corn, September feeders are up $1.17 at $249.45. And hogs are supported by Thursday's higher close in the cutout value. August leans up $0.97 cents at $103. October is $170 higher at $84.95. John Perkins, Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. The market update was sponsored by the KDHL Agro Boosters including Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency in Nearstrand. Remember, Craig helps protect all things important and valuable to you. Also, Northern Buildings, for quality post-frame construction, go to their website, northernbuildings.com. My guest in the program today is the Director of Marketing for FarmFest. FarmFest coming up next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Nikki Jones is the marketing director and Nikki, how many years, how long has it been that you've been with FarmFest? I'm going on five years that I've been with FarmFest. And how did you, I guess I never asked you, how did you end up getting into the agricultural farm show business and working for FarmFest? Where did you grow up? Where'd you go to school? I grew up in Northeast Nebraska and I went to school at Northwest Missouri State University. I, um, Got my first job out of college in ag communications um, at an ad agency in Kansas City. Um, And then for several years after that, did just general communications, not necessarily in ag. And then about five years ago, you know, from connections made from my first job, I um, found this. And uh, I really enjoy event marketing and I I really enjoy the ag uh, industry in general, I think. People are very um, kind and uh, professional, and uh, it's a really great industry to work in, and I enjoy events, especially Farm Fest. (laughs) So even though you've been doing it for a while and you're as organized as can be, still when the show gets closer and gets going, there's always little hiccups and things. Do you have a little bit of anxiety, or is it, oh, well, any hiccups, we'll get them figured out and we'll move on? You know, there's always just a little bit of nervous energy going into an event, um, but it's it's one of those things where if something happens, you go with the flow, you solve the problem, and you move forward. It just is how it has to be. So um, it's it's excited nervous energy, but uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it's what I enjoy. You made another key point about those involved in this big field of agriculture. Just the greatest people. I call them real people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've always found, you know, more often than not that the people you work with in agriculture are um, very, very kind, very professional, very um, passionate about what they do. So um, I, I absolutely enjoy the industry for sure. Well, the WIC Forum building, you have to say special thanks to Kent TC again this year organizing all of those forums in the forum tent, or forum building, excuse me. That was a Freudian slip. Boy, 10 years we've had the WIC building. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ken does a great job. We're uh, lucky to have him um, help us organize all of these um, forums that we have every year. And they're always so interesting, and we always hear from some really uh big names and there's a lot of really great information that comes out of it for the people of Minnesota. 
I get to moderate the forum on, on understanding and implementing climate smart practices and policies. That whole issue kind of uh, scares me with uh, everything going on and companies coming wanting me to sign contracts for doing certain practices to sequester carbon. And boy, that's a, a wide open uh, field. And so I'm really looking forward to that. We got some really top notch experts there for that panel. Yes, we're happy to have you with that one, too. It's going to be an intriguing forum, like you said. I mean, it'll be background information on some new climate smart initiatives and carbon sequestration efforts that are currently being implemented and just a, a you know, top-notch uh, panel of experts when it comes to that. So, um, yeah, that, that one's Tuesday afternoon at one fifteen. Yep, yep, and that also shows the reputation that FarmFest has built over the years that that some of these really people, you know, leaders in different fields say, yep, on what might possibly be a really warm summer day in the middle of nowhere, I'll still go. <laughs> so that says, that, yeah. <laughs> that says something about the reputation of FarmFest, doesn't it, that they know farmers are going to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other forums you'd like to mention? I know you... I'm not sure if it's your job to, to do your website design, but there's a lot of information on the Idea A Group uh, FarmFest uh, website. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, people can go to farmfest.com and look up the schedule of events. It's all there, but absolutely there uh, are other forums um, throughout the week. On Tuesday morning, the first one out the gate at 930 is U.S. Ag Exports and Trade Policy. And that one is going to feature uh, U.S. Trade Ambassador Doug McCallop from the U.S. Trade Office. So there'll be a lot of great information there. And following that one right on the heels, as you know, Jerry, there's a ton of information and talk around the new farm bill. So this one is called the new farm bill and USDA ag policy issues. And so that one is uh, Tuesday morning at 1030. Um, we'll have... Robert Bonney, the USDA Undersecretary of Agriculture there, as well as Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar. And then we have a panel of, uh, you know, ag leaders across um, the state and the country, for that matter, um, there to answer questions and, and talk through some of the farm bill and policy issues. And that's what's really fun, too, is all of the panelists hang around afterwards. And so if you, you want to, you can visit with them one on one. Yes, they're very accessible um, in the farm fest setting, and it's uh, it's really neat to see because they do they do all very much care about um, ag in in that area, and uh, we see them there year after year, and it it really shows. One of the other really neat things about farm fest, one of my favorite parts, is a partnership with the University of Minnesota Extension. And the Farm Family of the Year, kind of the last thing going on in the WIC Forum building. Yes, they do that on Thursday afternoons um, at Farm Fest. And they bring in uh, one family from each county in Minnesota. And there ends up being around 80 families that show up and, and they honor them. And um, it's it's something neat to see because the, there really are so many um, deserving farm families across the across the state so that's a good one there's a bunch on wednesday as well jerry there um we talked a little bit about the farm bill there's actually two farm bill sessions the one on wednesday is a listening session 
where we will have all the members of the U.S. House Ag Committee there um, that have been invited to participate, and um, folks can can voice their opinions and talk a little bit about what it what the new farm bill means. Um, that one's going to be hosted by Congressman G.T. Thompson, uh, the chair of the U.S. House Ag Committee. Boys, so I just wanted to mention that one. Yeah. Boys, thinking of someone that is helping develop policy from Washington, D.C., there again comes to Minnesota in the middle of the summer to go to the middle of nowhere to listen to farmers. That's kind of cool too, isn't it? It's so neat. It's um, it's it's really good that we have you know that we have that uh, platform for farmers in Minnesota, um, and we hope that they appreciate it and and show up to to help voice their opinions. Now, speaking of the farm bill, I had an idea for a fundraiser for some charity, start a raffle on make a prediction whether Congress gets a farm bill done in time this year or not. What do you think? <laughs> that is that would be that would be a good one if you, someone had a crystal ball. Who knows? Uh, but that Farm Family of the Year program, when you think about it, there's 87 counties and usually around almost 80 families are there at FarmFest. Now, it's not too bad for somebody that lives down here, but it's a long drive from northwestern Minnesota to FarmFest, but yet these families come, and it's really cool. Yeah, it's really neat that they do that it, because you're right. It, they do come from a long way, um, and we like to have them there, and we're, we're so happy to, to host them and and. The University of Minnesota does a great job honoring them. Now, for a lot of years, I've helped with that, and it's kind of fun to read a little bit about each farm family as they come up and then go over to take their picture and talk about nervous energy because I work with Tom Rothman, and he's got the whole list, and you're you're trying to do everything to make sure you pronounce their name correctly and, and read it over a little bit. So you have a little bit of nervous energy there trying to get ready because you – you feel pretty important helping recognize these families. That's right. That's right. I can imagine. Um, and I, I work with the uh, women in ag event, and I, I know with just my five, sometimes it's difficult to know exactly how to pronounce some of those names. I can't imagine doing eighty. <laughs> well, you try and pre-read, and they've gotten very good over the years too. When they they print the script, then. Uh, they might have the name spelled properly, but then they spell it phonetically afterwards, so it helps quite a bit. But can you imagine if you're trying to read a name like Grossgreitz for the first time? So never bothers me if somebody mispronounces my name, so I hope somebody understands if I miss theirs. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> Some of the other things you like to mention about FarmFest, Nikki. You know, um, we talked about the demos. There, You know what we have, Jerry, we haven't talked about is the Livestock Tent. Um, you know, there are several uh, livestock producers across the state of Minnesota, and we like to have resources for them as well. So we have our, um, you know, FarmFest Livestock Tent where you can watch the livestock shoot demonstrations every day at 10 a.m. and 1.30. And then... Um, you know, you can come by also at 11.30 each day because there will be livestock education with topics such as climate smart practices and open discussion on the livestock industry in Minnesota as well as battling livestock diseases. So um, those are really great sessions to attend um, for a little bit of extra learning, but there are experts there to ask questions of. Um, you know, we have 
livestock equipment and manufacturing and real tough there um, for their partnership on the shoot demo. So um, we're excited to, to have that again this year and, and hope that the that we see some of those livestock producers come on, come on out. I really like the idea, too, of kind of emphasizing uh, farm safety at Farm Fest and highway safety. You've got the Minnesota State Patrol there, too. And, boy, when I was growing up, we didn't talk too much about farm safety and, and even hearing and eye protection and all that. So we've come a long way, and it, it's nice that you've been able to incorporate some of that at Farm Fest, too. Yeah, we work with UMASH on that, and they do farm safety demonstrations. They're going to be doing two a day this year, um, tractor rollover demonstrations um, and, uh, you know, grain bin engulfment and a couple of others. So uh, they also have a, a bunch of exhibitors in their tent um, just with different uh resources for farm safety. So it is, it is a good topic, and, and we're happy to have them there. And then with the Minnesota State Patrol, I've seen them at other farm shows and, and their farmers stopping all the time. And then, well, is this safe? Is this legal? And they'd much rather be out and talking and saying that is legal or it isn't. And it's one thing if something's illegal and you get a ticket or something, but it's a whole different ball game if there's a horrible accident and someone really gets hurt. Now it gets really nasty. Yes, um, we, you know, they come out for us every year um, and do vehicle inspections, and um, they have the answers. And I'm glad they're. I'm glad that people ask the questions because it's it, it's well worth it to have them there. Now, how is the technology working at FarmFest, Nikki? Will you be streaming any of the different events, or or just media there doing their own thing, or how is that all set up this year? Yeah, thank you for asking. We are live streaming each of the forums from the WIC building. So uh, all of those forums that we talked about today, the full uh, list is on the website of the ones that we're going to be live streaming. But if you happen to have tickets and you're coming on Tuesday, but you want to see one of the sessions on Wednesday, you can certainly stream that on your online. You just go to our website at farmfest.com. And you can watch it. And then we'll archive it and put it on the website oh. to be watched just as a video if you should happen to um, not be available during the time. Boy, that's really convenient that maybe sometime down the road. Well, I wonder what this uh, forum was all about. And you can just click and, and watch it. Wow. That's right. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, it, it's it's good. And we were excited to be able to provide that because there's a lot of great information that comes out of those sessions. Yeah, I just rolled my eyes. When I was in college, Nick, we thought it was pretty cool that we had a calculator that would add, subtract, multiply, and divide. That cost $140 at the college bookstore, and we thought it was cool because we didn't have to use a slide rule. But you probably wouldn't even know what a slide rule was, would you? <laughs> I know what a slide uh, rule is. <laughs> I, 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 told, I never had to use one, but uh, I know what yeah. one is. I, I was doing an interview once at a fair, and... One of the one-room schoolhouses in the county was moved to the fairgrounds, and then they hired some college student, and they had it all set up, old-style desks, and the kids would go in and see what it was like to take classes in a one-room schoolhouse. And I was doing an interview with this guy, really nice kid, and I told him that story, and he wasn't trying to be a smart aleck. That's what made it so funny, but he said, oh, no, I know what his slide rule was. I saw one in a museum. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it, it, it is so handy to have all those things. You can either watch it live or streaming afterwards. And by the way, we better say a special shout out, shout out too to the crew. I assume it's going to be the same crew back that does the sound system for the WIC Forum Building. They always do a great job. They do a good job. Yeah, Nelson Sound helps us out every year. Um, and, you know, you can't get a bad seat at the in the WIC building. You can hear and see every from pretty much everywhere. So, um, yeah, they do a great job for us. And how they can keep track of it because they have how many mics and a color code on it. And, you know, if someone is speaking, you don't want everybody else's mic on if they cough or they whisper or something. So how they can keep track of each one and turning the mic up. It's mind-boggling how they can pull it off, but they always do. They do. They do. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, we only got about uh, two or three minutes left, Nikki. Is there something else we should have talked about going on at Farm Fest that we haven't touched on yet? Gosh, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I'll just encourage people to come on out. If you want to get your tickets in advance, you can get $2 off the um, online price using the code radio23 at checkout. So just go to farmfest.com and click the buy tickets page and um, use that code radio23 and get an additional $2 off your tickets. So jump online, do that, and uh, we'll see you at the show. Or if all else fails, you can buy them right at the gate too, correct? You can just buy them right at the gate. That's absolutely right. <laughs> That's the old-fashioned way, right? Nothing yeah, wrong with that. You missed your eyes. <laughs> Never mind. Thanks, Nikki. We'll look forward to seeing you at Farm Fest next week. Thanks. We'll see you soon. Nikki Jones, Marketing Director for Farm Fest.